Thank you, Audible, for supporting the show, FilmSack. Audible is proud to return as the exclusive audio storytelling sponsor of the Tribeca Festival. Let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. New members can try it for 30 days for free. Visit audible.com slash TF. Master Gregory, do you not hear the bells? There is a ringing in my ear. In the village, in the old church, there's a child, no more than 10 years of age. She is infected. You may note I am presently not dealing with the otherworldly. supposed to be minding the pigs. This is Filmsack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello, and welcome. To Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film, film entertainment for all mankind, episode 557 for Saturday, June 18th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Where's the accent, Lebowski? Dunaway. Oh, I lost it. So here it is. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we turn on closed caption and head back to the bygone age of witch burning and killing off of characters we love too soon. No, not the bastard son of Sean Bean. Come back, Kit Harrington. We need you. <laughs> I can feel the dark. Oh, what a world. What a world. Anywho, wrong questions get wrong answers. Hey, can you make a bland movie with a great actors? One hour, 45 minutes later? Yes. Yes, you cannot. Hey. <laughs> What happens when your witchy mom, who mated with a muggle at least seven times, dies before she can say goodbye? How about an Obi-Mam Kenobi force ghost visited replete with great advice like, believe in yourself, you pig farmer. Gee, thanks, ma'am. Hey, you fight me as a CGI dragon and not as a man. Have you no honor? Should have stayed a CGI dragon. Randy, ogre scrotum, for your enjoyment. <laughs> man. You got special juice when you make your things. I don't know what's going yeah. on. You're either yeah. the most that was a lot of fun. You're either the most chaotic brain in the room, or I don't know what to make of your intro. Yeah, there's it's insane. There's, it's, it's insanity. Is there's what it is. there's issues. And one day they'll they'll look back and go, I didn't think he was that crazy. Yeah, no kidding. Well, may your room be padded. Let's move on now to Randy. <laughs> don't forget to pee in the fire before we break camp, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. <clears throat> I've come to pick up. One of your offspring. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm sure you know what sort of person I am, so you'll acquiesce to this. <laughs> and if you're going to go along with me taking one of your children away without even asking to see some ID, <laughs> then you'll probably take my breakfast order, no questions asked. <laughs> I like my eggs scrambled and my bacon crispy. I'll also be needing some flour and grease. <coughs> Gr- grease. Grease. <laughs> flour? I mean flour like the powdered wheat that you use to make bread. Not flour like a lily or a dandelion. Flour for bread making. And grease for bread frying. I'm going to make fry bread later. You know... If you're having such a hard time understanding me, 
that's on you. Probably hearing loss from the fact that you've birthed 14 children over the last 15 <laughs> years. Turn on the subtitles or something. Uh, <laughs> two references to the subtitles. Yeah. yeah. Not a bad uh, Need them. Not a bad impression, actually. Yeah, not bad at all. No, That's pretty bad. I, I felt like I was watching the damn movie again. Thanks, yeah. Randy. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> uh, with us finally, Brian, he's as, as amazing as he is ugly Ibbot. <laughs> How about one more impersonation? Yes. So, my apprentice, you want to know about my history with the witch Malkin? Yes, it's true. I once loved her, and in many ways, she helped me become the spook I am today. How so? Well, take my facial hair, for example. She taught me to wear my mustache and beard like this to make my enemies underestimate me, to take me for a fool so I could get the upper hand. It's hard to hold, isn't it? It is. It really is. I should actually, I want to put like an atomic fireball in my mouth and just kind of keep it there. To <laughs> What else? Oh, my constantly squinting eyes. Yes, that was Mother Malkin as well. She taught me that by closing my eyes to the world around me, my other senses would be able to identify dangers not limited to the visual, but also the sounds and smells around me that could pose a threat. Oh, oh you want to know why I talk like this? Well, I once told her that her dress made her look fat and she knocked all my teeth out. <laughs> that explains a lot. <clears throat> now, take an atomic fireball in your mouth is a funny idea. Like that, he's just—he's sucking on this one piece he's of like, candy the entire time, like a lozenge. Yeah, mm. a- <laughs> yeah. I think Brian's or Ibbett's um, uh, text to me was why someone slapped the peanut butter out of his freaking mouth yeah. already. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So this movie is a movie we watched that we've—I've never heard of until Brian Dunaway brought it up. It is called yeah. The Seventh Son. It came out in 2014, 15. Actually, it got delayed to release to 2015. Was supposed to come out the prior year um but is listed everywhere it's called it's uh it's called warcraft alternative yeah warcraft alternative can't, can't blame that delay on the pandemic can no, we right no we <laughs> cannot uh 2014 15 rather this thing came out it's hard to believe same year as mad max fury road but whatever i'll try to make it square does itself. that make you furious uh, a little bit a yes. little bit of furiosa in my in my head, head about it uh <laughs> this movie is bad and we'll talk about why but also perfect for film sack uh i yeah. i recommend people watch it do not go in thinking you're gonna get something great go in expecting to be completely blown away about how mediocre it can be despite the fact it has some of the greatest actors in it it has some of the best effects work i've seen in years yes and no i feel like i feel like (laughs) there was some hit or miss special effects like there were times it was like oh this is great but then when you remember when you've got the the four witches or the three witches and chuatel legia four all heading towards the village in their little smoke trails their little yeah, uh, yeah, lost yeah. lost smoke monster it, trails it is it is jamon right. hansu right yeah yeah it is jamon okay, hansu right. yeah oh i'm okay. sorry do i say chuatel yeah, you no, said chuatel to the edge of four i was yeah. trying to remember a name that i had problems pronouncing and that's, that was the <laughs> one that came to mind came, came to mind, yeah. we just call him digimon it's fine that'll work there you go yeah uh but there you know all those smoke trails are heading towards the village that they're about to completely destroy and uh you see green not green screen but you see like like through the smoke which should be semi-transparent like opaqueness that that should not be there to completely threw me off right. i'm gesturing with my hands it, and you can't it, see it oh yeah yeah and you make a good point and the reason why is you can't blame this on the look you can't blame anything you can't blame 
anything on this movie other than the director, but you can say uh, they had a lot of hiccups. And so the, the special effects are one of the last things done and they kind of all, they kind of all ended too soon. And then they had to go back and finish it. Eh, you get what you get. I'll this, tell you uh, what though. I like, okay. So the bear thing, transformation bear guy played by Jason Lee, uh, with the tiniest role he ever had in his life. Um, or not Jason Lee. Um, Shoot, forgot his name. All of a sudden, this is it's Jason Scottley. Jason Scottley, not Jason Lee from My Name Is Earl. Right. <laughs> um, he uh, he's barely in it, but when he is in it, it becomes this transformative bear thing that is really cool. Um, looked yeah, really cool. awesome to me. The thing in the forest with all the stuff growing out of its head that's supposedly blind but has great smell. Oh, the buggered. The bogger that looked amazing. I thought that looked incredible. And I and they even blew me away a little bit with <laughs> with uh some of the transformations. I think things are a little bit messier at the end, but overall like effects wise, it looked good. The soundtrack was good. The actors in this are top tier. And then what do you have? You have a really mediocre This story. is Saturday afternoon matinee at its best. This is the kind of thing that you don't mean to watch, but you're bored. This is Saturday afternoon, and suddenly, this is on. You didn't choose it. Right. It chose right. you, and it's like, perfect. Sure. And and you know what? Um, if you're going to make a movie like this, you really have uh, you have to pick one of two poisons. Uh, you either have to satisfy me, the fantasy viewer, who wants you to explain all the things, mm-hmm. right. or you have to satisfy me, the fantasy viewer, who really wants to see some cool freaking dragons. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this this filmmaker, of these filmmakers, they went with the second. They're like, you know what? We're we're gonna if if we can't tell you, we're at least gonna show you. Yeah, and right. I think it was the right move, but the problem is. You have to somehow do both of those things if you want to make a great fantasy movie. You have like you the the only way to win this little game with a audience is to not play, right? You have to <laughs> you have and right. and it's just like, did I really want another hour of exposition? Not really, mm-hmm. you know. Like I don't trust these guys to have you know to have figured out how to tell the story any better. But I would like to know what what's the what's the alternative version of this movie that doesn't have so many dragons and bears and uh tusks and so on but does have some history some mm. layered explanations of who these all these women are and how they what they've experienced before you know what i mean because mm. like the movie is constantly saying here's something interesting trust me it's interesting and yeah. then moving yeah. on the, the witches know? were the witches were way more interesting than the Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah. They oh, for crammed sure. in the middle of this. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, they could have done without that. Yeah. I usually love Alicia Vikander. I mean, again, another yeah. Academy Award winner. Yeah. Count, count all the Academy Award winners and nominees in this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, was she just boring and flat and and useless in this film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And Underused. she she also Underused. teleported too conveniently and um right. just showed up whenever it was convenient for her to be there and she just really I mean everything she did landed flat for me whereas everything else I've ever seen her in completely yeah. enamored with oh, her performance. Yeah. She's like amazing. But that's kind of true across the board. Even this main dude played by Ben Barnes as Tom Ward, who by the way in the book series this is based on very loosely based on 
Oh, yeah, uh, this is a book series, by the way. And I want to go back and read the book thinking maybe they lost something in translation. Oh, I guarantee they did. Yeah. Like, there, there's no reason. I mean, the, it's also like nine books or ten books or something. Yeah, it's like the Spook's Apprentice or something like that, So, which is a much better name than Seventh Son, but I don't know how you sell that. Yeah, they got the Spook's Apprentice, Spook's Curse, Spook's Secret. The kid's only 12 yeah. in the books. He's like a 12, 11, 12-year-old 12 kid. He's not like Which would have been man. much better because I felt like Ben Barnes was too old here. I if for my Romeo and Juliet, I like them to be these felt like more like college students than high schoolers. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, you I know Ben like by the way, if you old if, if you watch season farmer. if you watch season one of uh Westworld, Ben Barnes known to be the uh one of the the designer guy, the the really a hole yeah. British designer guy. Oh right, yeah. It's carted around. It's a very different God, character. I knew I recognized him. I couldn't remember what it was what I couldn't figure out what it was from. Okay. And he is at the pinnacle of a question I have about this movie. They said to Brit- Jeff Bridges, hey, do something, you know, do whatever you want. And he just went, okay. <laughs> and everybody else comes to this movie with a cool, natural born accent. Yeah, Alicia yeah. Vikander, she's from Sweden. Gothenburg, she has an amazing Swedish accent. Ben Bards is from uh, Britain. He has an amazing British accent. All of them have these voices. And Julianne Moore just did her voice. She just yeah, did her voice, yeah. yeah. But everybody else yeah. was said, fine. hey, why don't you she's come lit, in here and sound, sound like a bunch of Americans? How about that? Yeah. I, I love that Jeff Bridges is in a totally different movie than everybody else. <laughs> Just fan freaking passing. He, he, I I think like he it. thinks that he's like uh, doing the voice for a Miyazaki film yeah. or something. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. also, don't you get the feeling that they told Jeff Bridges he's the star and kind of the only thing in the movie? Like he, yeah. he really feels like he's gotten different instructions. Yeah, yeah like he, does, I think yeah. he just he doesn't just, take them. I think he just goes. You know, I will. I'm, I'm you that, I'll bet you they pointed a dummy camera at him a lot. Like just to give him a feeling. Keep, keep keep rolling. Keep, keep rolling. Yeah. 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 It's all about you, Jeff. It's all about you. You just keep doing it. Why then, am I doing so much work with the assistant director? I actually I actually one of the most enjoyable pieces of this mediocre film is to me, is Jeff Bridges me trying it's it's like watching yeah. a Popeye cartoon. Yeah. It's like there's so much there's so much crap just spilling out of him. That if, if you just pay just if you just listen to that, it's actually kind of entertaining. I mean, I'll, I will really admit cool. one weird thing that happened to me toward the end. I actually he grew on me as the movie went on went along. Yeah, and, and I yeah, didn't yeah. expect that. I thought he would annoy me as much as he did in the first minutes, which he did because I was like, oh yeah. come yeah. on now, what are we doing with this voice? But by the end, I was actually really invested in that character, and I actually cared. Could care less about Ben Barnes, Julianne Moore, yeah. Alicia Vikander, any of these people and their characters. How- how anticlimactic was Mother Malkin's death too? I was just yeah. like, that's just yeah. it. That's yeah. she's dead. We're done. Yeah, we're, <laughs> she's done. What? Now you burn her. Now you set her on I, fire. Yeah, I gotta say, my favorite thing about this movie is that it solved the problem of having an old man fighting a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not exactly sure how they did it. I have a guess, and that is that with all of their CGI, they morphed jeff bridge's actual face onto the stunt double and that and that that really works like yeah. it, it because like when you only ever see someone from behind and they're doing yeah. incredible things you just slowly get the feeling oh i'm looking at a stunt double mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. but they did a really movie, good job yeah mm-hmm. this movie i never felt that i actually always felt like is jeff bridges in really good shape yeah. no i i think they actually plastered his face onto his stunt double and like let you see that and that kind of blurred over papered over the problem maybe right? yeah 
Like he'd he seemed well, he seemed pretty CGI ragdoll when he when she'd pick him up and throw him against a oh, pillar. But throw him across the yeah. And there's no way you survive that. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, I try not to focus on that. I'm like, oh no way does old man Master Gregory survive? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that impact. The trick is to go bleeding. limp. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the trick is to relax. That's why I drink so much. <laughs> it's, and, and I, I like, like that little fanfic right there. That's yeah, perfect. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And and of course he's the he's the carrier of all tropes in the movie too, right? Like Jeff Bridges has to has to deliver the trope. It's like it's like he's got oh, tropes yeah. in packages and he's delivering them to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This entire movie. And it like starts with the title of the film, right? Sure. You need to you need to accept this concept that there are people out there who are the seventh son of the seventh son. And those people are super powerful, like from birth. Yeah. How and ridiculous is also that? Also, just living out on a lake somewhere, yeah. <laughs> growing up there. Right. And you okay. never know when a powerful wizard's going to show up and claim them. Mm-hmm. You know? I was so mad. I was so mad <laughs> that his chores didn't tie into his abilities. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, I was so mad. All I did was like, sp- the only thing he ever did at home that we saw was him. Sp- bitching and spreading some feed to some pigs so he's just a pig farmer and, and i wanted to go and like, having and having a panic attack right, right? i was yeah. like yeah oh, yeah well, this movie's recent yeah he's a, he's <laughs> yeah. a bitching yeah. a bitching pig farmer that's what he was i <laughs> needed i needed him to have skills from like killing uh womp rats or something i need him to have some kind of you know experience <laughs> right. paper, in the fence yeah. wax the car yeah, kind of something, stuff. On the, something on the farm that taught him how to right. do it you uh, know right. Something. You basically all just described the major the major thing here that I noticed right away is that every one of those tropes, the Luke trope, the Harry Potter oh, trope, yeah. that everybody is a young, taking care of the farm, living a simple life, but dreams for more and is suddenly swept into a giant epic. I mean, could you have freaking done the that only, more by the, the only numbers? Thing they, My the only thing that could have improved upon is if they had thrown the Conan trope in there and had the witches come in and kill the village he lived in so that he would have to go. Right. And, uh, but they didn't do that. Well, so. even in Star Wars, they kill Uncle yeah. Owen and Aunt Beru, and, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. It didn't happen here. Yeah, so. they didn't do it here. You're right. The other, the other mistrope that completely I was expecting the the fight with the uh, was it the Unga, the the bear dude. Oh yes, Unga. Uh, you know, in any other movie, they would have like it, it spared his life and then recruited him to help join yeah. them fight the witches. <laughs> yeah, and that would have been cool. I did like that though, because if you're gonna it's have like, Jason Scott Lee do sh- shit, wait, what's his name? That is his yeah. name, right? Yeah, you yes. got it. If you're gonna have you him do stuff, you don't just bring him in. You have yeah. him do stuff yeah. to have him yes. be more than just two lines. That's terrible. Yeah, right? yeah. Maybe they had. But more I did plans, like it. It showed that you know it. It made us. It was a little character development. It didn't work very well, but you know we were supposed to go. Okay, this is where this character is, and then this character is eventually going to get there. Oh, won't you slap us in the face with that too? By the way, which they did. Right, but these yeah, are just He Man. These are He Man villains. These are He Man henchmen. Yeah, is what they yeah, are. Yeah. Like you're this, right. You're every, right. The forearmed. Uh, yeah, every, yes. all they did. The yeah, master they didn't have, like, of swords. Man. Not just hey, that. Not, o- not only are they He Man villains, but they're introduced in the trope of the of the storybook that you've shown. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. How many movies have been? Like, and then flip to the next page, and you're going to see someone else we're going to fight later. Right. And yeah. that person uses swords. And then yeah. flip to the next page. Now this person uses red magic. Let me yeah. just tell you one thing about that, but not tell you enough. Yeah. 
the guy, the the multi arm guy, being master of swords. I just about spit. I was drinking when I saw that. I'm like, really? <laughs> just because he's got a bunch of arms, he's going to be the master of swords? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. It's, it's not all because he's arms. really good at them. It's just because he's got a lot. He's of got them. more. Yeah. Yeah, he's got two What's more than you do. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's four What's wielding, that, uh, quad wielding. Scary. Yeah. What's that, I'm sorry. Was, is it is it okay. General Grievous? Yes, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. you're thinking of General. Yeah, yeah. Greatest swordsman. Yeah, or God. I love when we did that in Star Wars. It's like. Hey, you know what's cool? A lightsaber. You know what's even cooler? A two-edged lightsaber. You know what's even cooler than that? Like a robot, like four spinning. <laughs> right. Well, now they've even upped it with uh, in in Clone Wars and in uh, uh, Star Wars Visions, and now in Obi Wan Kenobi, we've got the right. the Dark. lightsaber you hold in the center of your hand that has a rotating. There you go. Like yeah, a propeller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I kind of like that because that's kind of what we do in in reality, right? I mean, we take we we don't just yeah. have guns anymore. We've no. got guns that do. You know, crazy shit. So yeah, yeah bigger, I, I guess bigger, it better. It's it, it yeah. natural. Cars, uh, that, all that, that stuff. Forearm, yeah. forearm, dude. By the way, before we get off the subject of him, that was some of the special effects that I said. Okay, that's really good. You see yeah, that yeah. that used in so many movies like uh, Clash of the Titans and and other movies, kind of from that era and even more recent. And they never figure out how to make the arms look like they're not just going to be all stumbling yeah. all over each other all the time and yeah. i thought with them yeah. they actually they look there's good. logistics problems with forearms yeah. right yeah it yeah. is but also it could sure. just look like goro and mortal Kombat, where the two yes. at the bottom yeah. were just hanging loose like rubber <laughs> those, <laughs> right, exactly. those vestigial appendages or whatever the, the useless ones yeah. are, is he gonna find those other arms just, no yeah. those just kind of hang there but the just way the way skin tags with fingers the way this yeah, guy fought he would grab onto a bar that like a, a part of a fence with one of his left hands while the other yes. one is swinging a thing and then the other hand would grab yes. you know push a person out of the way while yeah. the other one was swinging like yeah it somebody, had a real somebody was really thinking about it somebody yeah. was really you know visualizing how they would be at the head yeah that was cool that's what i'm saying it's like a mix of yeah. like really impressive stuff and really mediocre right. stuff i'm not used and to the this. dragons were good i have to keep yeah. saying that the dragons were good we start watching this movie it's me and my kid and uh, there's a mysterious figure who's creating. I think you a really prison. need to let your dog out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Dog is I really love the fifth member of Film Sack. Go ahead. Want to pee? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so we start the movie. There's a mysterious figure building a prison with one person in it. All right. Yeah. And uh, and I and you realize, oh, I'll bet that's a dragon person. I'll bet that's a dragon yeah, person. Yeah. So I said to my kid, you know what? We're gonna have here. We're gonna have the trope of you don't get to see the dragon for a long time in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately you get to see the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I've I've taken your trope and substituted it for a different one, which is yeah. this genius witch hunter guy doesn't know about the blood moon does he not have an almanac what kind of yeah. how stupid is he yeah no kidding by the way the, when we say Drunk. loosely based on these books i'll give you an example uh, on the wikipedia page for the books when the author joseph delaney wrote these books he lives in great britain these are well regarded people like these books they came out in 2004 and the last one came out the year the movie came out Anyway, people were pissed about this movie, right? Probably. But here's listen to this line. At one point, Gregory, Sir Gregory, kills Tusk in a battle by stabbing uh, him through the forehead. Oh. Uh, uh, hello. Spoiler. The, by the way, that's like a Dobby moment. Spoiler. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like in this in this one, you just got this docile looking ogre guy that's just taking care of everything, and he's never John never DeSantis man is imp- He's yeah. He's a beast. He's a, he's a he's he's a beast. And in this one, they played him down to be such a little, you know, a little it, very mousy. Brunt. But what? A, yeah, yeah, I loved him. 
Yeah, it's they so make good. him. These this is the guy they always hire for like uh, he's Predator in a lot of the Predator AVP movies yeah, and yeah. stuff. Or you hire him for giant, big, scary uh, serial killers with masks on and stuff like that. That's kind of yeah. his job in Hollywood. Lucky. But, but he was I, great. I want. I desperately want to tell you the name of the trope that Tusk is. Okay. Give us okay. give us Tusk trope. Give it. Okay. But the trope. The trope is named Battle Butler. Yeah. I love that name. That's great. I, that's what, that's, that's, I, that's, no, I want a character named Battle Butler now. Just, just straight up support the trope. That's a bit oh, like uh, that's uh, Alfred in uh, Batman, kind of, a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he's written that Wong, way. Yeah. Wong is Battle Butler. Yeah. When, no, oh, yeah, when, when they're one. written that way, like a lot of times a butler is just a butler. But in this case, your Battle Butler is somebody who's also strong and powerful and can, you know, keep their mouth shut while doing yeah. your bidding. Yeah, yeah, I so love it, how Greg. I love how uh, Gregory uh, insults him constantly with all these passive aggressive. You know, you're as you know loyal as you are ugly, and all those things make mm-hmm. me laugh. I, I really appreciate. Yeah, it. some and, of that was pretty good. I don't and, know and, the and, the idea that he gets passed down to the next. You know, the apprentice is now the the, the master, yeah. and so he goes with him. Loyal as he is ugly is a fun idea. <laughs> except now I read this in the book, I'm like, oh, I freaking killed him, stabbed him in the forehead. Well, all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Odd that there was stab in the forehead. That's like the, that's a, ter- if you're going to stab somebody, that's probably the place that you don't want to stab them. That's going to be tough to get through. Oh yeah. No, you gotta have the right, you gotta have the right knife to, to make those right. that happen. I will say this yeah. though, like this is the kind of series I wouldn't mind reading, but now I don't think yeah, I want yeah. to because the movie kind of soured <laughs> me. On you know, it. This, this is the payoff. <laughs> this, this is the, the end. It's like, Oh no, it just, it just yeah. sours me to think that, you know, I don't know. Maybe the books are amazing, but I'm now I got to deal with this. I feel this way when I see a bad Crichton. Like I don't want to. I don't want to read Congo. I don't have any, yeah. no yeah. desire. Even though Congo's, I hear Congo's great yeah. as a book. Congo's great. Yeah, but yeah don't the, the don't don't thing, let that stop you. Did that thing, sort of thing happen with Stephen King? By the way, you know when when some of the bad movies came out, people who would normally have wa- read Christine or read yeah. Salem's Lot or or something along those lines, would they? Then shy away from reading the books because oh man that movie was rough. I well, guess I think either no. either the That's two answers question. there's two ways that can go. If the movie was rough, then that reason. It, sometimes if yeah. the movie is good, you're like, well, I've just seen it, so why would I read it? So I think there's some of that. But in Stephen King's case, I think it is true for me because I didn't read mm-hmm. Tommy Knockers. the The version of the movie for that was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, there are there there's also the opposite problem, which is not a bad problem to have, right? So so like. Um, Rita Hayward and, and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Rita Hayworth. 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 Yeah. Hayworth. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me get my money back Hayworth. from my rented brain. Um, that like you shouldn't read that. Like it's it's fine. I did, but, but it, yeah. But, yeah. But Shawshank Redemption is such a great film because of all of the stuff, because of what you see, what you hear, right? Yeah. The pacing. It's better so than on. the book. So you don't you, you don't need to go read that short story it's fine you're yeah. fine yeah no i agree it is, that, but it is a short story so you know why not just do it to me it's, it's the same short. problem i had with phil k dick's uh dreams of electric sheep or whatever the hell the whole title goes yeah uh, oh yeah i'd, I'd seen you know, actually, blade runner before that and i don't i i thought the book was like really boring i didn't like it yeah but yeah, and, yeah and it's kind of obtuse yeah the books now with phil k dick it's a little bit different because for some reason it he makes his material makes really good action movies but reading is kind of dry and mm-hmm. but i guess you could say the same thing about Crichton too because jurassic yeah. park watching fun reading the book also fun but in a different way yeah a lot more dry right. yeah, yeah a lot yeah. more science sure and that's fine look i'm i'm fine with those two worlds coexisting it's just when it's such a bomb yeah uh, what, what was the one a few years ago with jeremy irons that was about the dragons that the 
Oh, yeah, um, relative to the young kid wrote those books is kind of considered a. Oh, right? yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dragon, 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 uh, dragon title, right? Uh, uh, Aragon, uh, Aragorn, 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 yeah. whatever it was. Gorn. This this Take movie is this movie is that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the perfect parallel to that. A book that everyone <laughs> regarded well that made a really bad movie. After. I I, I just want to applaud <laughs> Brian Dunaway's connection to the old Caligon commercials with Aragon. I just you'd want to make sure that doesn't go by. Yeah, yeah, wow. No, write yeah. that. I, Somebody make a note. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I read Aragon and what's the next one? Brissinger, I think. Yeah. I, I read those books before they were movies. Like I remember when they came out and yeah. everybody was like, you've got to read this thing because it was written by a teenager. You're going to be amazed at this written by yeah. a teenager. He's a homeschooled teenager. And then I and read that. it and I'm like, this feels like it's written by a teenager. Like, <laughs> it, I'm not saying it was bad. Yeah. I, it was not bad by any stretch. Yeah. I enjoyed the books and the concepts. It was very you know thoughtful. Mm-hmm. It's but, Aragon too, by the way. I think I, I keep keeping yeah, leaning towards no the R. Aragon, but it, but it's Aragon. I'm, you know, yeah, not Aragorn yeah. to be, you know, Aragorn, there's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a little. But it wasn't like important, yeah. these books. No. And so like when the movie came out and it wasn't good and I and I watched it and it wasn't good, like maybe we should film sack it. I don't know. I would but, I would like, love because I never watched or read any of it. I so saw it in I, theaters. I, it's bad. It. It's really bad. Yeah, but it's, it was it's like, this. It's exactly this. It's exactly the same feeling. You walk away from it going. Oh, that was very mediocre with some moments of that had potential. But and look at these amazing actors. But somehow it's still shit. It's the exact same if we watch it, it's it's like doing this over right. again. Same yeah. thing. So, so like <laughs> comparison there is that with the stand, like you read that book and it's fine. Five times watch, over. I love that book. I love it's that fine. Book. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good book. But yeah. then you watch any version of the stand and it will make the book worse for you. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. <laughs> I, I think the nineties thing with, uh, with Lieutenant Dan, um, yeah, oh, yeah. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, and, uh, yeah. yeah. It was fine, but it was nowhere near as good as the book, and it actually drove me to want to re- read the book again. The new thing I haven't even seen because I just know it, it's not going to do it justice. So I, I feel the opposite with that one. Every time somebody tries to do something with the stand, it just makes me want to read the stand again because I love the stand. I think, I, I, I think I've protected myself a long time ago, and I isolate both books and movies from each other. It's probably a, you know... I, maybe it's protection because I've I've seen so many of my beloved books turn into shit mm-hmm. films. Yeah, and so I, I I I don't I can't say I relate it to. Like the Seventh Son has no effect on whether I'll read the series or not on the book. That's probably good. You're that's a healthy way to do it because I I'm maybe I'm missing out. Maybe this whole series is amazing and you know I like good fantasy. Why wouldn't I like it? I just I meant this mm-hmm. really soured me on like would I, would I really? Yeah, because I I do what you mean though because you'll be if you do read the book. There'll be a part in the book where you will refer back in your mind and go, oh, yeah, this guy looks right. like Jeff Bridges. And, and keep in mind, right. this, this author is working in the same zone as the the Harry Potters of the world and the the all those other books that came out after. This is you know young yeah. young adult fiction. Uh, this is this know. is two years after uh, Game of Thrones started with Kit Harington, and why we just didn't keep oh, Kit really? Harington the whole <laughs> eight minutes. He was time. in there for eight yeah. minutes, and he got yeah. top billing. He was the third billed person. I couldn't believe it. it just keep Kit Harrington. Just we don't need Tom Ward. We could have. We, could, we don't so need Ben Barnes. We could so, have flipped a little bit. Yeah. How great would this movie have been if everyone in the movie was from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Like <laughs> oh yeah. I was, I was trying to. The only person I'm your, having who'd be your Gregory? Um, Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Okay. okay. Oh, I don't know. Great would that have been? I don't know. Think I was kind of. I got weird at the end and was kind of. I got ended up getting sold on Jeff Bridges, and I don't know why. 
I like it. I, I'm with you. With I like Dance, the character. Though, you know, you'd, you'd believe some of this, the you know hard-hearted stuff he did. Killing the bear guy. Killing his apprentice who was stuck in the cage with uh, Julianne Moore at the beginning. I could see that that kind of does work for me. Yeah, oh, I think every, he should just win. I think he should have win. He's Master got a British Grit. accent already. Yeah, that's the other thing. Well, no, they would have made in just... this movie. They would have made him just talk like us because that's what they made all the British <laughs> yeah. people do. So lame. I think right. he should just yes. brought Sean Bean in. He wasn't doing anything. He was already dead in Game of Thrones. Have him as, as Gregory. There you go. Uh, good and Gregory. Then, there you yeah, go. I'm just yeah. like saying, like keep Kit Harrington exactly where he is. Only when Gregory goes to find the next apprentice, it's Nikolaj Koster-Waldau, right? Yeah. Like like seven years ago, right? Why are we? It's only going to be game of thrones people we're going to put in here is that yeah, the yeah, yeah we're okay. just putting game of thrones people. Right. Like, yeah. like brian said the you know if you read a book <laughs> if you read a book after you saw a movie right yeah. there's a thing that happens like uh, all for all the people who watched game of thrones and then went and read song of ice and fire they have peter dinklage in yeah place yeah. of tire Tyrion lannister and in the books Tyrion lannister is not at nothing all. like peter dinklage peter, peter no. dinklage right, right. Yeah. So, i disagree like, he's well I guess he's a little person. I guess you're right. That's all. That's the same. They're both little. Yeah. There's only one dimension to this. Character no, you're totally right. About you're totally right. Height. In the in the in the I keep saying the comics. That's so stupid. In the books, he's very like, oh hello, and and he's like a little more. He's just a little bit more of like a little pompadour. Man, kinda. you can't suppress Peter Dinklage and his Dinklageness. He's just yeah. He he's going to be to his care every uh, yeah. character. I mean, it's yeah. just. Peter I will Dinklage say though, I prefer I prefer the Dinklage. One of take. the greatest actors of our time, by the way. Yeah, Peter I love Dinklage him. He's great. Oh, but just imagine this movie, Seventh Son, with Lena Headey as the main instead of Julianne Moore, and um, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, Gwendolyn Christie as the mm. other the other oh, older yeah. woman, right? Yeah, and then like phantasma you take uh the, you take your dragon queen chick and make her the the girlfriend either, oh, emily, either emily clark, clark yeah. or yeah. sophie turner sophie turner could also be the young one yeah I, I, like it's right. just like oh it would have been so great why didn't yeah. they do this yeah sophie yeah. turner looks like she needs she looks like she's always making a call for help that no one recognizes right now yeah i don't know i can't explain it <laughs> i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that jonas brother she's married to i'm sure he's fine right. but every yeah, time i see like, a photo of them if you're okay yeah i get this just weird vibe i can't explain it and I don't know why, oh, and, I, and it's probably all in my own head. But when I see her, I just go, somebody help her. Something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what, but get in there. Jonas, just to, out of the way, Jonas, oh, brother. Just anyway. imagine if the other dude shows up and it's Richard Madden, like John uh, mm-hmm. Rob Stark. Oh, yeah, the other mm-hmm. dude. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like them all. See, all that's would have been great. This I recast is good. Momoa. Jason Momoa could have been the uh, the leader of the ghouls. <laughs> Oh, of the, of the assassin <laughs> yeah, leader? Yeah. Is that what the one? Oh, the yeah. ga- by the way, another special effects shout out here. I thought the ghasts in this were badass. Oh, oh yeah. The I ghasts love the ghasts. Yeah. And I, I wish they played more because I wanted him to really upset a ghast. And I'm assuming it's in the book. Uh, you know, he, he was warned not to F with the ghast. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really hoping one was going to come get him later. Yeah. Instead, we got that, I mean, that, that fire skeleton that was cool. who was in the hall. He got a lot of warnings. Like, it was... Yeah. That montage of of him uh, in one night learning everything he needed that, to learn. That kind of bothered me as well. I mean, there needed to be some explanation for his supernatural abilities because, I mean, he pretty much came in not able to do anything and there was never any type of ramp up. You know, there wasn't like, you know, a year on Dagobah or something. There was, there was, there was just nothing. It was just. Here I am. Five minutes later, a week later, I'm doing all the amazing things. I, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that bothered me. It bothered me yeah. a little bit too. But what are you gonna do? I, I don't hey, know. Uh, yeah, 
Oh, I was going to say, I put this in our in our chat, but uh, uh, do we have an IMDb photo of the week? Because I'm going to nominate John DeSantis, who we talked about a minute yes, ago. Yes, yes, plays Tusk. Tusk. Yeah. Uh, because his photo looks like it was it's like like that famous uh, drawing of Captain America <laughs> yeah, no, by uh, Rob Liefeld. Yeah, it's totally Rob Liefeld, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could play that. He the, should be the Captain America that I he want. He's the Captain right, America yeah. I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is too. Everybody else is too normal. Jeff Bridges just looks like a badass. Uh, and Digimon yeah. Hansu looks great, and you know none of these yeah. people. Yeah. I feel a little bad for Gerald Plunkett who played the Inquisitor, because what an yeah, underwritten I, character. You're supposed to hate that guy, and I get it, but yeah, you're just yeah. not doing enough. And then when he finally got killed, yeah. I'm just like... Yeah, he was just, he was like randomly on the street, right? Because yeah, right. that's how we got rid of the Inquisitor. I'm like, what was he doing? He was just... He should have been his Inquisitor mobile. What's what's going this on? Right Inquisitor now? mobile. <laughs> what is going well, on? I also don't think of. I have the wrong picture in my head when I hear Inquisitor. I think of Warhammer 40k Inquisitors, which are super cool right. and dark and. Trippy. I think of because uh, you haven't uh, been watching Obi Wan. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. That's true. Yeah, I like yeah, that too. But they, but that's actually a similar vibe, and I like that vibe. When they're just yeah. fastidious freaking government people, who gives a shit? That's boring. Right. Yeah. Right. Inquisitor. Ooh, the Grand Comptroller. Yeah. Um, Why did we, <laughs> I think we have a <laughs> we have a chick in the bucket for this film too. What? Oh my gosh! Hold on, I'm gonna play it. Let me think. Let me I haven't played this in so oh, long. I, I know some chicks in the bucket. Go it's, ahead. It's been a bit since we've done this. Don't you know it's dangerous to leave a bucket lying around? All right. Who we got? Uh, the fisherman who's on the boat when the bogart jumps oh. down, who is not only yeah. flung off the boat, but flung completely out of the film. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, about the, that. The, the, the flinging just keeps going on and on. He just keeps flying along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Master, he never stops. Master Gregory's horses also disappeared. They, he made a great point to, to oh, yeah. that they came back the first time, but the second time after the bogart, no. Yeah, they so were much. gone. Yeah, you, yeah. The, the, yeah, the the horses were no more. But yeah, that guy, that poor fisherman guy. I mean, I assume he's dead, right? That's the idea. That was, I mean, you I know, think that, was, that he could have swam. I mean, yeah, yeah. That I, was one of the best scenes in the whole movie. I think them being because yeah. they they broke the trope because right. you know they're running, they jump in the water. Don't worry, he's not going to jump in the yeah, water. Boggarts don't water. like water. They'll if be here fine. he comes, yep, it's right. Right. And only and not, when I saw that, I went, "Oh, they spent the extra cash on this because you got yeah. underwater CGI to worry about." Where he's yeah. holding the dude, it's hard. Well, that's cheap hard. for sure. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that whole scene was good. See, this is the thing; it it's littered yeah. with these moments of like, "Hey, that's cool. I like that." And then, "Ooh, what are we doing?" Like, yeah, yeah right. right, boy, it is all up in here. How Canadian this movie is! Yeah, like mm. uh, the every scene you see outside. I'm like, oh, that's where they film Lake Placid. Oh, look at that. That's yeah. a, that's a out the inlet next to Seashell, BC. Like, geez, this movie is so freaking British Columbia. Like all the, if you'd look down the cast list, all of the like extras, not extras exactly. Like they, some of them have names and they, some of them even have lines, but like they are all Canadian. They're all from Victoria and Vancouver and Alberta. Well, plus that's where. Um. Oh no, that's not true. They filmed. Uh, they filmed in Ireland and somewhere else for where Kit Harrington was. There, there was this whole story behind behind why he was only there for ten minutes, and it was <laughs> yeah. well, they're between filming. He's like this sudden star. Like this is a real yeah. get for us. So let's get him in for a hot minute. Uh, we have to give him third billing, but you know he'll be dead in ten minutes. Like it was. Right. It was totally <laughs> worth it, man. When I saw. I mean, I originally I had forgotten I'd seen this movie, and. uh 
as you can guess, it's not hard to forget this movie because there's really no standout <laughs> moments. It feels like a bunch of other movies you've already seen. So, mm-hmm. eh. so, but I was about, I was about a good 30 minutes into it. I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen this movie. What is the most, what is it most like we've seen? Probably Dragonheart or something. It's a lot it's like kind that. of Dragonheartish, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. That's a good comparison. Of all the, of all the fantasy based stuff we've seen, I feel like Dragonheart, maybe that old one with uh, Rugger Hauer and, uh, right. And, it uh, feels like Ferris Van Bueller. Helsing. To me, oh Van Helsing, but yeah, that's another, another great yeah. example. Another good comparison. Yeah. One that that's see, that's a movie that I went to, going, man, this is going to be awesome. Wolverine's in this. We got that lady I like. It's going to be great. Let's do this. It's going to be. And great. instead, it's okay. just walked out, going, well, that was probably not worth the thirty bucks it spent. We spent at the theater today, but right. Oh well. Like I said, Saturday afternoon matinees. This is what these movies were made for. But why not really, can't they? Because this is a hundred million bucks. Why can't they budget? get it right, though? You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. can't, why does this seem so hard for Hollywood to get fantasy, big epic yeah. fantasy the, done right without being Lord of the Rings or something? Which I'm still surprised that they did that wrong. The, this, this starts in the, the script. This, this movie starts the script and it fails from that point because they just didn't, they didn't give us enough time with any character. You didn't feel attached to any character because we were jumping around between characters. Uh, we were never like, inside the mind of the character or felt really close with the character. We were always at arm's length mm-hmm. and that's not what this movie's about. This movie is about a journey and we should be, you know, we should be hugging these guys. We should be emotional like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't get any of that. And so we feel uh, uninvested. IMDB has a list of what it thinks are the best fantasy movies ever made. The top three are uh, obvious. That's Lord of the Rings, Fellowship, Return yeah. of the King and Two Towers in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little it's actually my order as well i I go fellowship then return then two towers anyway game of thrones they have listed but that's tv so i'm not going to count it um then they have princess bride labyrinth willow see i think willow is kind of bad willow is is, uh willow is bad but it is also really good i mean it's there's a lot of aspects of it that are like you said really bad there's other parts that really make you have emotions and feelings for the character i'm more excited about the reboot of that as a series on on disney plus than i was about the movie itself because the movie itself i walked away feeling a bit like i did with this one just under realized overly produced but not enough thought went into like story and scope and character and maybe fantasy epic fantasy deserves television maybe that's the answer yeah, I, it, I don't know. It has a lot in the past. You're right. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Chronicles of Narnia is on here. That King Arthur movie no one liked is somehow on here. All the Harry Potter <laughs> movies are on here. Somehow. I don't, I don't know how they edit. I don't know. This list is weird because like Army of Darkness is on here. I mean, that's a. Yeah. It's set in a fantasy just, realm, but like, I don't know if I'd call that. A, I don't know what I'd call that. I would. It's, it's, he's, he's kind of thrown into an alternate dimension right or is it is it a different time i'm not really sure if they but yeah i, I feel like that's dark but here's more of them right? like golden compass maleficent these uh, the, all those chronicles uh, and narnia movies they all felt like this did to me maleficent is less it's, it's too magical i don't think that really falls into it, it falls into the right. problem yeah, is what i'm saying it's it's the same yeah. problem i have with these other movies they're they're all kind of bad and i don't know why like lord of the rings got it the Hobbit tried again and couldn't even do that. I think that just speaks to how hard this is. It, and it's hard, it is hard. It's hard because fantasy is born of, uh, you know, written fiction and a lot of the themes in fantasy from, you know, books going back a hundred years are in your head there. It's mm-hmm. really, really hard to realize and see what you want to see. 
when you right. when you have read The Hobbit seven times as a child, and then you go and put something on the screen, everybody's got different conceptions of that, and everybody's yeah. got a different idea of what the magic looked like and sounded like and so on. And what was in your head is better. It's going to be better than what anyone can put on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's the reason why uh, Tolkien, Tolkien, he got he got it. He, he wrote such a deep lore because fantasy usually, to me, plays best if it plays as like a historical piece almost. Like, this actually existed and there were these creatures, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that works. Whereas this one's just kind of like all over the place. Yeah, there's witches and spooks and uh, this is a land of fantasy. Listen Good to luck. this. This is going to blow your mind. Uh, okay. Rotten Tomatoes list of top. Let's do top 10 here. Um, fantasy films of all time. They're basing it on rating, right? Because that's okay. what Rotten Tomatoes does. Nobody's making the decision. They're, they're just pay, basing <laughs> it on rating. But decisions. Wizard of Oz, 1939 is number one. Yes. Yeah, stop right sure. there. Stop right there. The Wizard of Oz really set us up for failure, right? Right. Because, because it is a really good movie, but it's also ridiculous it is absolutely these four people skipping along on a golden <laughs> yeah. street yeah you know what i'm do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. do you think, like if we were doing analyze it like we do other movies put it under the same microscope without all the nostalgia and, and no one had seen if no one in the world had seen this and it came out now and we were film sacking it right yeah, we right. would have a really hard time with the fact that it's so it's so well made it's so well crafted it's so beautiful and wondrous and it's freaking ridiculous yeah, yeah. star wars is like that we'd we'd say that about that if that came out today i think the original or i've always said and i, I truly believe this i'll say this to my grave if star wars didn't have the uh didn't have john williams number one and just said went with some <clears throat> 70s synthy sci-fi soundtrack and if they didn't have the incredible sound work by what's his name? I always forget his name. Uh, Bert or, uh, yeah, his sound effects stuff. I can't remember his name. Is that his name? That might be his name. Anyway, those two factors I think are responsible for most of why Star Wars succeeded. Special effects, yes, they were also pretty groundbreaking at the time. But I think without those two other I, elements, I think nobody gives a shit about Star Wars. I think if you take away lightsabers, Star Wars doesn't exist. I think you're probably oh, right, but part of, but also yeah. if you take away the <laughs> awesome sound work with lightsabers, then no one cares yeah. about lightsabers. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I know it's it's a bit of a stretch for some people to hear this, but I am telling you, imagine that you know I'd love one of these days I'm going to do it. I'm going to make an edit of New Hope, but put right. a replacement soundtrack that's synthy and terrible, and <laughs> and sound effects that are shit and cheesy like everything else was in the 70s, and you sure. and if and if we match those up with other 70s sci-fi. It's not the phenomenon that it is today. It is not yeah, the juggernaut I, it is today. I, going back, I, I'm watching Star Wars A New Hope objectively. When I would go back and watch it, I'm like, it's just not, to me, it's just not that great of a movie. But but it, it means something to me. It means something uh, to well, me. Well, of course I, it does. I can't deny it. You can't deny it. But I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. if you take any of the Star Wars stuff and and remove that element, like think about what what ties all the new stuff together and makes it work. Well, part of it is nostalgia, but a huge part of it is that consistency of epic scoring, amazing sound work, groundbreaking special effects. If you don't have those three elements, the stories really aren't that that great. They're I, fine. I right? feel like I feel like this is a cheat though. You're, it's like you're, you're like saying you're like saying you know the dark if if you take the dark knight and you have it directed by martin scorsese it's not as great. no it's you not, know, like it's I, just, not just, I don't think that's don't the know. same because we're talking about i'm talking about an actual tangible element that 
it didn't when, when that movie came out nobody was scoring anything with with orchestration like and yeah. nobody was doing sound work i mean that was utterly bl- mind-blowing sound work in that movie and i just don't think it jumped the way it jumped yeah. without it or it wouldn't but- have I, I just like I I'm just saying everyone who was involved in any great movie like the uh, the greatest movies that have ever been made anyone involved in there gets some credit for you know for the like you know John Travolta gets some credit for pulp fiction this is the thing I've been saying like I realize that you want to say oh Samuel L Jackson gets all the credit for pulp fiction but no everybody involved had played a part right in making it great yeah even the uh, dude with ball in his mouth. What's his name? Uh, we, <laughs> Bruce Willis. No, no, no. What, uh, we got the meats. No, big uh, Rames. Big yeah, Rames. Big, big Rames, Rames, yeah. Yeah, because he's got the meats now. Would he have right. the meats without the ball in the mouth? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying it's not fair to, <laughs> to, to go to any any great movie and start taking away elements. No, right? no, I agree. I agree. Count. I just, all I'm all I'm really saying is that you know, science fiction in the seventies, sixties and seventies was really in a zone. And this broke out of the zone in very important specific yeah. ways. And I think those three ways are crucial without them. You've got nothing. You just have a, a, a plain story with a bunch of actors that are fine, but no one knew them then. Like it, it just wouldn't have done what it did. And you can and argue. I, and I, I do want to, I really want to agree with you. And we've been agreeing on this point for, the entirety of film sack going back many, many years. I want to agree with you that there are some great films that are great because of the script. And there's some great films that are great in spite of the script. There you go. And, uh, or despite the script. And it is, uh, uh, like it's, it's up to you to make that judgment, right? You can, you can say this is great. Despite yeah, it's very individual. Might be. It's very individual for sure. Um, but um, I, like, yeah. you know, like, uh, um, a movie like spirited away, like you can't imagine that movie having a lesser script. Like what does that even mean? Right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's just no, it's a great film for because of the script and only the script really. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, whereas a, uh, I don't know, a great movie like um, interstellar, right? Like you're like, uh, probably could have been better written. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably, there's some spots. I, think yeah. I need to watch interstellar again because it's come up so often both on film sack, but also uh, I think it came up a couple times on TMS. It's come up a lot recently. And I, I just kind of, I watched it. I don't, I, you know, I kind of wrote it off as like, all right, saw it. Meh. Well, but, and there's uh, also, there's also it. the sub, <laughs> the sub subject of the script and the script, right? There's the yeah. script that you're hearing as dialogue that people are saying. And then there's all the rest of it. There's all this other right. stuff, right? <laughs> that had to that be. Was, was that one of the ones that was uh, listed in your, in your list that you did for the bonus episode, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, I, you, when I sat down at it, I was like, all right, what's the best Christopher Nolan film? Ooh, yeah. that's hard. Oh, it's so yeah. hard. It is but hard. I, I went with fair. Interstellar. I went with Interstellar for myself, and then I was really, really pleased to find it in the IMDb top 30 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's – yeah. This is, I really liked Interstellar a lot, and I and I think, I think I'm just a sucker for sci-fi in a way that you, know, you can get away with a lot more. Whereas I feel like with fantasy, you've got to do more to earn it. And I think that's just a me thing. Right. But you've yeah. really got to earn it and whatever that because, means. Because you know? it's not based in science, right? So with fantasy, you can do anything you want, but it better have reason for why you're doing it. Very you good. Well said. Say, yeah. 
yeah. Oh, this crystal just gave us all the powers we needed to fight the last battle and we win. But yeah, you know. that's never <laughs> enough. It's got to be more than that. You're absolutely correct with that, that, that summation. I haven't been able to put it in words, but that is really it. And so, you know, this movie, Seventh Son, does a whole lot of that. It's like, oh, well, you got the amulet. Yeah. Well, okay, great. Now you're awesome. But what does that mean? What does that even do? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't really get into that. So I don't like mysterious object gives everyone all the power. I like right. when. It, that's fine if we, you want to have it amplifies, one. Just right, it amplifies it. the witch's powers, right? That's kind of the whole rub, but it also does yeah. other things too, like it protects him or something. Makes know, him stronger or better. It's Superman's, uh, you know, Superman's limitless uh, new powers whenever he There you go. One. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, exactly. When you rip your logo off and throw it at a guy, I get, I love you're, it. Right. You're playing with fire. Greatest not... movie moment <laughs> in cinema. <laughs> I'm like, and I just like, I can't let go of this little, this concept here about, you know, like what, what was this movie missing or what could it have been and so forth? Because you have to go, you have to make big changes, right? You can't just like, Oh, I, I wish the, I wish the props like that amulet had been something else. Like you have to say, you have to ask yourself, what would this movie have been like if it was written by Francis Ford Coppola? And if it was directed by Milos Forman, and if it was starring the people from game of Thrones, you know, like those kinds of things. And then you're like, but no, why, why doesn't anybody make that movie? I need to, I need an answer to that question. Yeah. The, I mean, the it's, movie it's, I just described, why isn't anybody trying to do that? This thing had a hundred million dollar budget in 2014 money. I don't understand. I would have taken a lot less special effects and a better rewrite. And I would have enjoyed this movie a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, right. There's no special effect in this film that me made me go. Yeah, I'll take that over a better script. No, I agree. Yeah, nope. yeah. I agree. That doesn't work. It doesn't work that way, right? Like you can't. I don't think you can. I don't think it can be everything. Now, you know, Randy made the point earlier that you know a bad script or a, a, you can be a good movie despite its script. I do think it's possible, but it's rare, and you're playing with fire. So try. You know, you got to have more. You just got to have more. And a part of yeah. it is I don't think you can take a twelve book series and cram it into a single film. That's a mistake. Then you might say, well, no, he, they said it for a sequel. Him and Tusk off into the, you know, to the next adventure. <laughs> yeah, but you're already effed with the story so much. Tusk is dead in that original book. Like, what are you even doing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I wanted to like this more than I liked it, but I have a feeling in five years I'm gonna we're gonna have these conversations. Like, did we already sack that? I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because right. it's one of those, right? It's just one of those. Yeah. Um, but, but look, if you got a decent sound system at home and a good screen and you're all gathered around the couch and you crank that volume up on a Friday night and you got some kids around, that's going to be a good time. You'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Because there are some things to like in this movie. Yeah. Like there are definitely some fun moments. There's a, you know, there's a mystery here to be solved. There's a lot of like adventurous action, like just, just flat out, you know, like running through forests and Mm -hmm. swinging swords at things, you know? Yep. Um, like there's a lot to like. I, I, I think you can, I, I think you can make that case. That I think it should so be too. Watched. I think so. Did, Jennifer, uh, oh, anything gross you out, Scott? Um, no, other than I, 
I had a constant feeling through the entire thing that I would not want to be in front of Jeff Bridges while he's talking. <laughs> There's a lot of spinning when he talks. Yeah, like I might catch a lot of that or it would be yeah. really weird breath or something. Like something something about all of that just made me kind of sit back a little more than I would be used to sure. or whatever. Sure. Other than well, that, and though, no. Jeff Bridges really. and Ben Barnes have a lot of shots where they are nose to nose. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. you are sharing breath right there, buddy. You are, for sure. <laughs> and who knows what that even means. It, you know, I almost did. It was so late, I, did, I couldn't do it. But I almost turned right around and watched that new Hulu movie. Or maybe it's a series. I think it's a movie called uh, The Old Man. And it's Oh, yeah, the new one with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. and Jeff Bridges, first thing he's done since his cancer stuff. Right. Um, which is in remission, which is great. But anyway, he, uh, I, I almost went and watched that because I just kind of wanted a palate cleanser of like, let me see Bridges in his real form because I hear that's really good, that movie. Um, it's a series. Oh, is it a series? Oh, that's even better. Okay, good. Yeah, they just they just dropped the second episode. Okay, cool. I need to watch that. It was an FX thing. Um, anyway, I almost did that and I didn't do it because I love Jeff, Jeff Bridges. And we're talking about, you know, this uh, 2010, he did uh, True Grit, a freaking amazing film. I could watch it over any time, anywhere, any place. I just love it so much. Um, and then he went on to a, a stretch of four uh in a row fantasy films let me read those for you or tell you what they were this is really odd to me so you go from oscar (laughs) run thing right there right in 2010 and then you go straight into let me move up here so this is (laughs) this is crazy he goes from tron legacy to true grit then he goes tron the next day which he was just a voice in then pablo uh r.i.p.d which was that weird uh kevin What's his also name? A, also a fantasy movie. Yeah, a fantasy movie. The Giver to see beyond. The Giver itself is just a, that was a short. And then there was The Giver. That's another fantasy movie based on some book. Seventh Son, The Little Prince, and Ooh. then Hell or High Water. It's like he had this break of like I'm going to be a bunch of fantastical Gandalfs, and then I'm going to stop and be <laughs> I'm going to be a sheriff again in High Water, which was an amazing film. If you haven't seen 2016's Hell or High Water, you're missing out on life. That's an incredible movie. Yeah. I can't believe that was just a year after this came out. But uh and then since then what do you what do you do? Kingsman uh The Only Boy in New York, I didn't see that. Bad Times of the El Royale, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then The Old Man. And so. and The Old Man has, stars John Lithgow and uh I immediately went to IMDb to find out if John Lithgow is credited in every episode mm-hmm. and for reasons, there's reasons you'll understand. Yeah. And they don't, they haven't listed credits. They're keeping it a secret. Oh, smart. How many episodes each of the different actors are in. Interesting. So I'm like, hmm. Bill Heck is in this. <laughs> I like Bill Heck. All he's right. Cool. I'm excited about this. This is like, he's an old retired CIA freaking sniper spy guy. I'm all yes. in. I'm all in whatever this is. Yes. All of that and something else. Okay. And boy, are they getting old. Look at these two. With Gown Bridges, man. Speaking of Interstellar, John Lithgow, right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was his dad in Interstellar. Yes, right? and it's, he's the best thing in the movie. He's very good in it, yeah. Yeah, he's He's also the best thing in the first Planet of the Apes reboot. He played uh, He played the dad who was just hitting, who was starting to have dementia or something, and it's a really understated performance. It's really quite good. Um, of those three movies, it's the least good movie, but it's, it's his performance is really good. Anyway, whatever. Lithgow's a national treasure. What are we even talking about here? He's yeah, great. He All right. Any, uh, you guys got anything else before we, uh, we move on? 
to uh, the sound uh, stuff? Uh, I wrote down Blood Cakes, Blood Moon. They really dipped into that well a lot, but that's about the only other <laughs> note that we haven't covered. Well, apparently the Blood Cakes was a huge part of the book on this Wikipedia thing. Oh, really? Yeah, they did all kinds of things with the Blood Cakes. And huh. they. I, this felt like fan service where they're just like, hey, you guys read the book? Check oh, it out. We got Blood, blood cakes. cakes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what that was. Also, the okay. mom who played right. Alicia Vikander's mother was only, is, the actress is only seven years older than Alicia Vikander. So there's that. Yeah. Whereas Olivia Williams, who played uh, the, you know, the mother who uh, gave birth to seven sons. Yeah. Um, man, what is she? She is so freaking good in this. She's the best thing in the movie. She's good in and, everything, and she is slumming it here. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. it's like the the script doesn't have anything for yeah, her. Yeah. She just needs to look at quizzical quizzically at uh, Jeff Bridges. Like, come on, movie. I did like how yeah. Digimon Hansu had Kratos blades. That was cool. Oh, Whip, yeah. Whipping those out and and crazy eyes. Boy, did did this movie find Jaimon Hansu's crazy eyes? Yeah, I was scared of that guy. Yeah, for everyone at home, it's Digimon. That's how we pronounce it here. It's Digimon. <laughs> Brian, Randy's actually got the correct one, like his birth pronunciation, but we like to say Digimon here. Got to catch <laughs> I'll have you know, I'll have you know, I looked it up before the recording. Oh, the very nice. I did not want to make any mistakes with Jaimon Hansu's pronunciation. I'm just going to say Digimon for the rest of my life. There's just no getting around there. <laughs> Audible is great. You already know this, but Audible is proud to return is the exclusive audio storytelling sponsor of the Tribeca Festival. That's awesome. So to kick it off, Audible will be hosting the world premiere of The Big Lie. It tells the incredible true story of Salt of the Earth, a 1950s pro-union film that suffered a conspiracy of uh, active sabotage efforts from the U.S. government, Hollywood studio system, Howard Hughes even during the Red Scare. But that's not all you have to be excited about with Audible, of course. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from bestsellers to new releases, celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, more. You'll discover exclusive audio uh, originals from the Audible original selection. These come from top celebrities, renowned experts, exciting new voices in audio. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep you uh, super entertained. And you get that from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. All Audible members get access to a growing selection of audiobooks, audio, Audible Originals, which is awesome, and podcasts that are included with membership. You can listen to all you want and get more added every single month. Uh, nothing but good things to say about the way the Audible app works and the service. It's where I get all my science fiction and fantasy needs taken care of. I love it. So let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. New members can try it free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash TF. That's audible.com slash TF to try Audible for free for 30 days. Once again, audible.com slash TF. All right, well, let's get to some clips here. Uh, we got some uh, some clips that I gathered throughout the film. Okay. And uh, as you might be aware, oh, they're not where they're supposed to be. Give me one moment here. <laughs> I usually have these right where they need to be, and for some reason I don't. Uh, but anyway, these are these were gathered uh, based on mostly Jeff Bridges sounding weird. So uh, don't that going into it. Here is this. My only order is to the stool. What did he say? 
So my only my oath only is to this stew. To the stew. Got my it. only oath is to the stew. Stew. Oh, stool. The stool he's sitting stool. on. Stool. I thought he was eating stew. I mean, next. <laughs> wow. It's like your opinion, man. All right. Here's the, the next one. Uh, him. Oh, with a nice dish at the end. How long has she been like this? This. How long has she been like this? Uh, she likes boys. <gasps> oh, a boy. I like boys. Shut your eyes. <laughs> Shut your eyes, Mary. Your eyes. Don't look at it. Uh, okay. Supposed to be minding the pigs. You're supposed to be <laughs> minding the pigs. Oh, yeah. Use that at the top of the show. Uh, let's see. Oh, the whole seventh son of the seventh thing and the sons of the sons of the seventh son. Here you go. I understand there's a seventh son of a seventh son that lives here. Do not say there's not, for I know that there is. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> I got you. You know what? I, I grew to like it. I don't know why I grew to like yeah. it, but I, by I the like end, it. I liked his character. I don't know. Yeah. I, at first, I, I hated it. At first, I was like, oh, don't do this. This is bad. And then by the end, I was like, no, I think I'm down. I just love that scattered out all over the countryside are these <laughs> women who've given birth to a bunch of babies and he has to go find another one. Three weeks later, oh, lost that one. I got to go find another right. seventh son. Plus, there was indication that she had some daughters. She had at least the one that was complaining to her brother about yeah. pigs. Man, yeah, she's just a little baby farm is what she is. Where's the dad? <laughs> he was a gypsy. That's what they and that, said. The right? muggle? You know, yeah, said, that's a good question. I don't yeah. know where the muggle lives. They said he was a gypsy, and he, you know, you know how gypsies are, or I'm sorry, the Armand, not Armani. Yeah, he's a muggle gypsy. Rob I forgot Romani, right. Romani, not Armani. <laughs> or the Armani, the well-dressed travelers. I would have loved it if in the at the end of this movie, right, they have the parting scene, right, and Jeff Bridges is about to go off and right, right away, and now, uh, now you're taking up the wizard hut, right? Yeah. I would have loved it if Jeff Bridges had said, Hurry up and start making babies. Yeah. I need you to make. I need you to make sure you have at least seven boys that live. <laughs> yeah, and if you have girls in between, hurry up on the next one because we need seven sons. That's the rule. Right, right. Uh, um, compliments to the cook. My compliments to the cook. No, oh, swallow all your Ooh, food, dude. So My much compliments to the cook. Out of his mouth know. right there. Oh, can you imagine? Ugh. Okay, that's what grossed me out. Okay, but it. He didn't actually have the only thing in his mouth is his tongue. This is Jeff Bridges. I, I think, think he had an atomic fireball in there. I think he was eating. <laughs> My compliments to the cook. He was like mouthful of bacon grease or whatever he was doing there. <laughs> That's what he needed more grease for, huh? Okay. Um, okay. So <laughs> some audio from Brian's mom, from Ibbett's mom. Um, <laughs> Great. This, I don't know. She's probably embarrassed by this one because I think this was her advice to you before you went on the date about always wearing a condom. Or something. Okay. All right. Sure. So here's yeah. here's what she said. Wear it. Always. Okay. That's good advice, I think. Always sure. wear the condom. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Wear it. Sure. Have it on all the time. Like not just regular right. part like, of the day. Wear two Dude. and just like Dennis Miller says, wear two and then rip one off so that you still <laughs> right. have one yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Like Did Dennis Miller and, say that? I've never heard him say yeah, that. Yeah, Dennis mm. Miller said that in one of his bits. He's like, yeah, I wear two during my daily life. Then when I'm ready to have sex, I take one off and I feel like I'm a madman. Wow. <laughs> You know, I saw him on that. Well, we all did, or at least you and I did when we saw that documentary about George Carlin. I was surprised oh, how yeah. much Dennis Miller was in that documentary. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't interview him, but they just had him like in a lot of spots. That was weird. Right. All right. Here you go. Here's some effing witches. You're a witch. Let me kill him. 
languages. He got to swear. He got the one F bomb. I love that. I love they allowed him to say that face in the other direction just so they get their PG 13 in there. Mm-hmm. Just that one F bomb. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because they can do and one. Walks off. Yep. They know the rule. Well, and you can, and also he's facing away. You can drop the line entirely. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Smart. That's true. You could have somebody else do it. Actually, you could have either you or Ibit do it today because you you both convinced me that that voice is doable by anyone anytime they yeah. need to do it. <laughs> so, well done. All right, here's one about good aim. Good aim. I was aiming for your head. Missed. <laughs> Missed. Missed. <laughs> here's your ogre scrotum. Ogre scrotum. For your own enjoyment. Yeah, for your own enjoyment. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, let's see here. What? Uh, oh, who does this remind us all? Someone tell me who this voice is because it reminds me of somebody who is not this actor. Normally, he's British and talks in a British accent. So I, for the life of me, I can't think of it. But just listen to this and try to clear your head and imagine who might be saying this. You know, I've seen Mother Malkin in my visions. It's going to take a lot more salt and iron to defeat her. Why is that so familiar? Okay, I've got this. Know. Hold on. I've got this. Um, like a MCU character or Spider-Man yep, yep. or uh, no, MCU. Um who though? Bear with me. Is it Chris? Is it Chris it. um Nope, no. No, it's not, no. It's not Star-Lord? No. Hold no. on, play a little Ooh. bit of it again. You know, I've seen Mother Malkin in my visions. Why is that so familiar? I don't know. It bugged me the whole movie. Because I kept saying, because it was it was contrasting itself with itself. It was like a voice of someone I know, but it's not that actor, and I don't know who it is. I mean, if you want to, if you want to plant Chris Pratt in my head, then I'll agree with you. You know, but it's not. That's not it's what not I Chris originally Pratt. heard. Okay, I don't know what it is. It's something. Uh, one of the Peter Parkers, maybe, maybe, maybe it's uh, the middle uh, one. Uh, oh, the Andrew Garfield. Andrew maybe. Garfield, maybe. Uh, you know, I've seen. I, I, can you hear that a little? A little yep. bit. Oh, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed by this because it won't leave. Yeah, okay, and I can't, I can't get Richard Madden out of my head, and he doesn't sound anything like that. But I, I keep seeing his face. I made a little. Uh, I made a little mashup for you guys about the Mister Wards. Check this out. I love that. That is Fran. That's fantastic. I'm telling you. freaking tastic. That character is fantastic. That character is better the longer you listen to him. All right, here he is again. You do not die easy, do you, Mr. Ward? (laughs) It grew on me. I don't know why it grew on me, but it did. Sure. All right, his wheezing laugh was weird. Check this out. So he's just breathing that on that kid. Was that was that uh, that was Jeff Bridges? Yeah, it was Jeff Bridges. Yeah. He was laughing yeah, at the when they're on the mountain and he he Mr. Oh, Ward shows up. Oh right, yeah. right. I can't remember what he was laughing at though. It was something to do with the. He's laughing that he's a he found out he's a witch. He's oh, that's like, right. oh, you're part oh, right. witch. That's hilarious because his mom's a witch and he has the medallion. That's yeah. what it was. Well, Spookano, half witch. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. All right, here's the. Th- Thing with a oh, I just wrote this made me laugh. It's a line that actually made me laugh. You must never have more than one ship of this a day. Why not? Because it is mine. That made me laugh. It was funny, and I wish this movie just had more one liners. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Those are that some good jokes. He yeah, had some good. dad jokes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's the you know, he's the stereotype of the disheveled 
old wizard type, in this case, witch hunter, who's, you know, Gandalfy as, as hell and a little bit off and likes to drink. But when it comes down to it, he's ready to go. And then also he's got a deep, dark story that he never tells you because he's always, you know, cracking wise. Yeah. But he kind of worked on me after a while. All right, here's some nonsense. Mysterium tremendum et fascinans. Yeah, that's some bullshit. There. <laughs> some real bullshit there. Sure. And they could have played it as a joke, too. He could have turned and said, oh, I'm just kidding. He totally could have, but they did not. All right, here is this. It's the film sack checklist. British, German, and Swedish actors being all American and shit. Check. Uh, some of the best fantasy effects of the last 20 years. I'm going to go ahead and say check. I thought they were really Pretty good. good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, that guy looked like Goro from Mortal Kombat. Check. All right. <laughs> Way better than Goro, though, to give them credit. He was all right. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Connections. Got to be one or two here. So only one, but then this other thing that's huge. All right. <laughs> so uh, there's only one cast member who's a Star Trek Connection, and that's a, a person in the cast named Fraser Hson. H-son. Fraser Aitchen, okay. and uh, they played. A, 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 they got credited as grave robber. Oh, so like not even a speaking role. Okay, were there great? Uh, when were the grave this robbers? Person, I don't remember that. This person played a bit character called Hyder in Star Trek Beyond. Okay, that's it. That's the whole cast. That's it. However, I want you to know the crew that made Star Trek Beyond also made this movie. Oh, the entire freaking crew, <laughs> really the art director, same, same art director for these two movies, visual effects coordinator, two concept illustrators, uh, the lead animator, the gaffer is the, is, is, is the entire crew that made this movie made Star Trek beyond. So what a Star Trek connection, you know, mm. these guys yeah. are, I'm these guys are all the, they're, they're obviously a, a, a unified company. Like they have to right. be. Right to have this sold many. sold as a set. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Get the whole set, like the set costumer, the set designer. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's the same company. Well, uh, that's hilarious. I love that. That's my favorite Star War or Star Trek new movie. I love that one. Yeah, it's so, real good. Yeah, it's my favorite. Better than that second one. Uh, that second I one was mean. terrible. First one was fine. First one's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's okay. But the second one, like I. I just wish they hadn't shoehorned in anything like yeah, yeah. just come up with a new story. Yeah. Which is why I like three because yeah. three was a new story and I, I know it performed the least, but this is the problem. The things with that true fans want, they're not, they don't do very often. They have to do what pleases everyone. I hate that yep. about Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of just film set connections, um, we don't have a lot in like the director area, mm. but there is one. The assistant art director on this film is a person named Laurel Bergman. And we previously saw assistant art direction uh, by this person in 2012 and in the A team. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. uh, in case, in yeah. case you were uh, feeling like um, some of the writing felt the same as other film sack movies, this writer Matt Greenberg also wrote uh, "Reign of Fire" and "The Prophecy 2. Oh, oh. Well, "Reign oh. of Fire" is awesome. "Prophecy 2. Yeah. Eh. Eh, so much. <laughs> a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, all right, let's get to the. Uh, where, where was I? Oh, I just did those one things. Let's get to the soundtrack grade. I'd give this a <laughs> I for intense. I really liked the score by Marco Beltrami. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that guy 
knows how to make epic fantasy scores. This anything wrong with this movie is not that guy's fault. It's very nice. Right. Yeah. I agree. He did I totally job. agree. He did a great um, job on not- all kinds of stuff like Hellboy and World War Z, iRobot. Like you've heard him many, many times and he's always very good. And sometimes uh, is called upon to give you a score where you're going to like remember the music mm-hmm. a little bit or mm-hmm. like, you're more likely to remember the music. Yeah. Um, like there's some scoring. He did the score for Free Solo, the documentary Free Solo. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I like Free and, Solo. And if that you go back good. and rewatch that movie and listen to the music, uh, it's pretty good. Like it, it really sets the tone yeah. in a lot of spots. If you haven't seen that, that's worth seeing. That's the dude climbing the. Yeah, the Mount El Capitan. Oh, so good. I think it was the first thing I watched on Disney Plus when it came out. Like the very first thing I saw. I didn't see anything else. No no actual Disney or Marvel or DC thing or uh, Mar- um Star Wars things. I went straight to a documentary about a, f- a free climber. That's great. Weird. I loved it though. Oh man. I think that was an Did you recommend that once? Way yeah, back on yeah, TMS. Yeah, that was a, that was a recommendal for sure. Yeah, and I I think that was one of my favorites you'd ever and- done. And by the way, if you're rewatching Free Solo, I have this bit of advice for anybody who's rewatching Free Solo. Maybe not, maybe don't listen to me right now if you've never seen it and you're going to watch it. Yeah. But when you rewatch it, make it in your mind, make it a movie about the girlfriend mm. and not about the guy. Oh, she is fascinating. It is, yeah. yeah it is yeah. such an interesting movie if you're like, oh, she's the main character. Yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, also, for those who w- wish it was just Yato, Yato, and, and Han Solo being unfrozen from his <laughs> pro- carnet. <laughs> I can't see anything. Chewie, I can't see. It's not that. All right? Just letting you know. Thanks for, thanks for clearing that. You up. bet. That's what I'm here for. No problem. Let's get to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum this damn thing up in 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Seven Son. Have enough years passed since the Lord of the Rings movies that you're left longing for a great fantasy film that has people using magic and big castles and feels kind of middle English? Well, look no further than Warcraft by Duncan Jones. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did we make it? I think Dunaway made it clear at the top of the show we had to push because we thought it was streaming somewhere and it wasn't. And so that's why I know yeah. Warcraft this week. So I think Dunaway did a it's big job. On Hulu Premium. Yeah. You did a good job, though, of like slotting in a thing that felt like Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well yeah, done. Yeah. I thought I yeah. thought you did a good. Usually we'll replace with something totally different, but this felt like a nice yeah. little. I don't know. Like, I felt like we needed to honor the Warcraft. Yeah. yeah. You were like you, well. you were like Indiana well. Jones with a bag of sand swapping out yeah. the, the yeah. idol. <laughs> and then I got chased with a boulder and had to watch this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Look no further than Warcraft by Duncan Jones. <laughs> Uh, next up, Brian Dunaway's turn. Seventh son, you fight me as a CGI dragon and not as a man? Have you no honor? Should have stayed a CGI dragon. Repurposed just like this movie. Oh. Hashtag overstodom. <laughs> I was going to say, look what you did. You took, for your own enjoyment. Yeah, for, yeah, your, for own your own enjoyment. enjoyment. Whatever that even means, by the way. Ogre what would you, Take what me would away. you do yeah. with an ogre scrotum for your own enjoyment? Ugh. Uh, I don't want to know. I don't either. Mm. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Seventh son, give me back my amulet, you witch. It really tied the room together. Oh, Lebowski. That's right. Julianne Moore was also in uh, Big Lebowski. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the money, Lebowski? Putting his head in the toilet. Have you ever seen the video of that (laughs) weird, the the, uh, Lithuanian church um, baptisms of babies where they dunk him in and they put the audio of Lebowski getting dunked in the toilet? 
while they're doing this thing no. with the babies. <laughs> no. You have to see that. It is so that funny. It's hilarious. It is so funny. And the way they time it, it's almost like the priest is saying, where's the money, Lebowski? And then <laughs> they're just dunking this poor kid. It, you have to see it. It's so good. I'll find oh. it. I think it's that church that's featured in Seinfeld where George joins it for a bit. The um, Oh, the, yeah. Latvian Orthodox, right. whatever. I right. think it's that. Anyway, I'll find this clip because you'll die. It's so good. Uh, all right. Let's see. Oh, alternative titles. Holy shit. We can't go a show without one of these. Hold on. Okay, here it is. It was almost called True Shit. You know, like True Grip, but shit. So you oh, get it. gotcha. Uh-huh. Or Harrington Interrupted. All right, moving on. Yeah, I, I actually, I was trying to write an alternate title, and I, I all I could come up with for this joke thought was the first six sons were rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know why. I just think that's so freaking funny. Yeah. You they, know? Yeah. Like they, what yeah. a snub to the first six kids. Yeah. Yeah. It is a snub. Uh, moving on to emails. This is where we read emails. And uh, they're from you at home. Filmsack at gmail.com. Kevin McVicker wrote in. He says, hey, Scott, Brian, Brian, Randy, and Brian, and Brian. Um, <laughs> Hi. This is a thing now. People do this. <laughs> a lot of brands. Yeah. He says, first, thanks for making such a highly enjoyable podcast. Well, you're welcome. Number two, I'm glad you brought up the rocket defection scene or deflection scene in the transporter trailer that didn't make it into the final cut. It says, I remember my buddies and I were excited by the trailer when this movie first came out, and especially (laughs) me because of that scene. I saw the ridiculous action and hoped it would be uh, that movie on that level, basically commando, just pure, dumb, fun action. Mm -hmm. Uh, While I wasn't entirely let down after watching the movie, I remember a clear sense of disappointment because I didn't see a rocket deflected with a breakfast tray. Yeah. When I talked about my disappointment, people treated me like I didn't know what I was talking about and had made up a scene. Uh, if I'd found the tra- and sorry, and if I'd found the trailer online, the person I was trying to show would lose interest because I had to update real player or QuickTime. I don't think I've ever had an up to date copy of either of these two programs. Luckily, the DVD proved me right. Of course, it's on YouTube now. Uh, but still, nobody cared, and honestly, uh, it, it isn't something worth caring about now. But I did, and you guys bringing it up gave me th- some catharsis on the subject. Maybe I'm not alone. Thank you. Third, keep sacking. <laughs> nice. Kevin, that's really great. Oh, I love that. That's so too. great. Yeah. I do love that. Hold on. I can prove it. Oh, do I have to sit here while you update real player? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. That was an amazing email. We got one quick one from John G. as well, who says, hello, Scott and Brian and Brian and Brian. Where's Randy in there? Anyway, I just wanted to gently Maybe push back on something Brian said a few times on, on the show. Oh, fine. Which, uh, I guess which one first? You. It's for you. All it right. says, it's totally fine not to like how Bob Dylan sings or Tom Waits sings, <laughs> but it's yeah. simply not true that they can't sing. They have a distinct vocal style, which I like. I think the vocal style of both lends to something that uh, to the lyrics that you appreciate. This is especially true of Waits, who adds a performance to his songs uh, in how he sings them, and that scratchy voice punctuated by yelling parts until his voice breaks lends itself to the melancholy of the songs. There's a pleading sound of the way Bob Dylan sings lyrics that fit the era he wrote them in and in the meaning of behind those lyrics. When somebody like Adele does the Waits cover, it's version, uh, it's a version of the song, and I can like it too, but it's also I, missing something. You can also... I don't, I, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that was the point. I remember this Well, let me finish very, this email, and then, you get, then we'll yeah, discuss finish, it. finish the email, then I'm going to uh, rip it to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you view as being able to sing. It just isn't being able to sing in the absolute co- most common way, says John G. All right, Brian, rebuttal, rebuttal. Uh, 
No, I have no problem whatsoever with the way Bob Dylan sings or the way John, uh, Tom Waits sings. I love, I love both of them as singer songwriters. I think that number one, neither one of them would make it. You know, if if they were introduced today, they'd have a much harder time rising above all of the fluff that we're so used to hearing on the radio and 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 that sort of thing. But I also, uh, I appreciated their music more after I heard other people perform their music and translate them into, into new adaptations. Mm. But I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tom Waits and Bob Dylan. Oh my God. And remember we were, we were talking about movies and the same sort of thing. We were just talking about this like an hour ago, the same sort of thing, which is if you took everything about Bob Dylan's music and replaced Bob Dylan with someone who was an objectively more clear singer, right? You would you would then hear the Bob Dylan cover later and go, "Wow, he ruined that song. He twice." <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that's a really good. I that's a good. Right, so and if it's it, week but, one, but if it's week on one of this, American yeah. Idol, and uh, you got the James Hungs and everybody else on week one right. of American Idol, and you bring in somebody named Bob Dylan, no one's heard of before, and he sings, you are not going to have him go on to Hollywood. Right. It just isn't it, happening. Is, you're not it's, going to Hollywood, dog. It's not a it's not a complaint overall. That's the main thing I want to get across. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. a complaint when we say when we say wow, this uh you know this remake of this movie is so much better or so much worse right. than the original. We can't help it. We saw the original first. You know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Just, that's locked in your mind as as the the original, the thing that you're comparing to. Sure. And that's a it's not just necessarily a complaint, it's just a, a really funny observation. Yeah. I f- I feel like uh you it all depends on who defines singing and you know, I think I don't think Brian was ever trying to define what singing is, but if you take it and match yeah. it up with what people think is a good voice like I don't know, Adele's not even a good example. Like I'm trying a, to think of somebody with a traditional like a, voice. Um, uh, Adele's a good example, but like a Taylor Swift or a, if you're a fan of Mariah Carey, I'm not, but, but Jessica Simpson at her prime. I don't, yeah. I've never heard a Jessica Simpson song. Is that weird? I've never heard one. <laughs> yeah. no, not even. She more. was a good singer. Like at her prime, she has, she had some chops. Well, so the, I'm thinking like even classically trained, you know, like certain oh. vibrato and levels and like all that, like if you're going to compare it to that, sure. well, sure. The, they couldn't be more different, but part of what makes the Beatles, the Beatles, Tom Waits, Tom Waits, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, is they have a sound that is 100% uniquely their own, and they had a message yeah. to say that nobody else was saying. And I and and to me, that's the greater achievement. So right. I don't think you were, yeah, you I don't couple, even think it was a negative thing. It's just, you know, it's just where they come from. You I couple just, Bob Dylan's voice with, with the lyrics, with the things that he was singing about, and it's like, oh my God, so much more powerful than if you were distracted by a honey smooth Whitney Houston voice delivering that song. Like, right. Like, and those, my, they I, all have their place, but but yes, that's ex- I, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. That's I, and I feel like like the history of Brian Ibbett podcasting <laughs> is, <laughs> it, you know, keeps telling this story over and over, which is that, you know, a cover is not a special thing. A cover is just a thing. And like, imagine if all Bob Dylan songs in the sixties had been recorded by the beach boys. You can imagine that. Like you can really imagine that. Like he was a songwriter and he was uh, behind the scenes and nobody knew his name. And he just handed these songs over to the beach boys. And then they recorded those songs. And then, you know, years go by and I don't know, Jimmy Buffett comes along and does a cover, you know, right. like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, 
that's a that's a timeline and you would have that in your head <laughs> you know yeah. and that's that's all you would know to talk about yeah you, you know what i'm saying yeah. that's your reference point yep it's like true grit the old one sucks new one's better take it take that everybody i said it Dang there it. i said it all right moving on Hey, a quick note, uh, people who uh, are part of our world now know that we are supported on Patreon and you guys have really bellied up lately. It's been insane. Coming up soon, you'll be getting uh, some of you at the top level will be getting some art in the mail uh, drawn by me. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but it is film sack related. Let's just say that. Um, I'm also, Look at this. I'm also in charge of our July special episode uh, for the month, which I will be working on here soon. So uh, we're only halfway through the month, but we're getting there. So watch for all of that stuff. If you're like, man, I want in on this. No problem. How do I get artwork? Well, Brian, let me tell you. You go to patreon.com slash film sack and you get all sorts of stuff, including always an ad free show, always a a pre-show, a bonus chunk every week. That's every week. No matter what level you are, you get those two things I just mentioned. And if you're at the higher levels, you get even better stuff. So go check it all out. Patreon.com slash film sack. Our next movie is going to be. A watch next, along. Yeah. Okay. It's not really a movie. <laughs> no. Uh, we're watching okay. a TV show, uh, specifically an episode of, uh, of uh, what's it called? Baywatch. <laughs> Baywatch. Baywatch. What's, what's, that, what's that short-lived show that yeah. was on during Wasn't the there oh, a TV show where they watched Bays <laughs> watch called Bay. Bay something? Yeah, Bay something. Anyway, that's next week because Brian Ibbett is going to be doing a big charity ride on a bike and yeah. will not be here. So we wanted to make sure we had some content that day. And that's what we'll have. So one of our famous watch-alongs coming up next week, and uh, you'll be able to watch along with us because we'll tell you all the info then about where to be and how to pause and all that stuff. So watch for that. <laughs> how to pause. How to pause. Do you know how to pause? pause? Those two lines right next to each other, the two little rectangles. And then the little you play button. how to pause, bro? Have you seen a play button? It's like a triangle on its side. Oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it is on its side. <laughs> Anyway, I'm uh, I excited about our next movie, but I don't want to name it just yet. I'm going to pull a Johnson here. I'm excited about our next movie. That's okay, because who knows? It may, get, it may get pulled for us, so it's better to not say just yep. yet. We never know. Uh, anyway, filmsack.com. In the meantime, we'll get you to everything. Again, patreon.com slash filmsack. Big thanks to everybody supporting us over there. Filmsack at gmail.com for our emails. And follow us on Twitter at filmsack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Uh, ogre scrotum? We'll, ooh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Love that.